Hey there, welcome back to the podcast. You are listening to the Reversing Diabetes with Delane MD podcast. This is episode number 191. I'm recording it on a Sunday afternoon, which is kind of weird and feels last minute to me. I don't know. It's clearly not last minute, but uh, I did announce that this is on uh, Instagram, that this is going to be recorded or broadcast on YouTube. So if you're listening, I'm going to try at the end to check those, uh, make sure there's no messages in the um, chat box there, because this is one of those podcast topics that's going to really dive into some of our mindset about things and creating um, the results that we want. And I think that might prompt a lot of questions. So if you have any questions and you're listening through the YouTube um, station, don't hesitate to put those questions into the comment section and I will answer them at the end, although I will sign off from the recording so it won't be put through to the um, podcast apps when the podcast is released tomorrow morning. Okay, so this weekend has been kind of a wild weekend, hence the like Sunday afternoon podcasting session. Not usually how I do it, but I have been doing yard work. I have wild hair got it together and <laughs> to like be able to be presentable, but we've been doing yard work. My son and I have been moving dirt. We've been doing uh, all sorts of things. So, um, I feel really productive. I love these weekends, although they are physically exhausting mentally. I come out of these weekends and I'm just jazzed and ready to go. And I'm definitely feeling that experience right now. So if it is your first time to the podcast, I'm your host, Dr. Delaine Vaughn. I've always said that this podcast is for people who are looking to live naturally healthy lives and looking for strategies for that. And although that's true, I've kind of recently come, become aware of how much more this podcast is. This podcast is really for people, for women and for men. Of course, I know there's a number of men that listen, even though my program is for women. I always appreciate hearing from everybody who listens, but this is for women who are really ready to let, or who really are looking for ways to not let go of their vitality, of their vigor, of their endurance, of their spunk, of their gumption. I'm realizing this is what brought me to this work. And this is what really drives the women who get really amazing results in my program. So when I see my clients coming to me and bringing this up, I'm realizing it's this commonality and it's been entirely unspoken up to this point, which is kind of cool, but I kind of want to clarify it and bring some clarity to it to state this as kind of the driving force. And maybe it's resonating with you. Maybe this is what you're looking for. This is what you're driving you, what's driving you to this result also. And maybe you've just not been able to find it or create it. So there's going to be a shift in the beginning of these podcasts. Um, Again, in the interest of creating clarity of what's important to us. I hear this from my clients and I hear this in my consult. So if it rings true to you, we get it. We feel this way too. We've got you. Okay. So this podcast is for women who are realizing that life's a gift and they're not ready to start the downward spiral of letting go of that gift. I think most of us realize that when we get older, as we get enough birthdays under our belt, as we're blessed with the gift of enough birthdays under our belt, the crispness of our exuberance starts to fade. The stamina starts to dull a little bit. And we're not ready to allow that to entirely blunt out. The women who are listening to this podcast, at least, we're not ready to let that entirely go. So the more that we learn, about the fact that we have diabetes or prediabetes, the more we realize we have to really stop that. 
in order to maintain that gumption that's always been who we are, always defined us. So this podcast is really dedicated to strategies to help or to strategies, to teaching strategies to help women do just this. So that's what we're going to dive into a little bit today, a different strategy. We are going to talk today about why we don't do the damn thing. This is a quick shout out. Thank you to country music singer Walker Hayes. Um, I don't know if you know who he is. Um, I do not know him, but I deeply appreciate a line from one of his songs. I think the song is um, Stay Out of AA, maybe, or it's called AA. I don't know. But in the song, he sings, I'm just trying to do the damn thing. My brother, aren't we all? So today we are going to talk about why we don't just do the damn thing. Okay. Before we dive into that, I will continue to give the same warning message that I give at the beginning of the podcast. If you are on medications, please be careful. You have been medicated. Your medications have been started by your medical provider because the way you previously ate. If you have changed the way you eat, at least your diabetes medications and where those are concerned. If you change the way you eat, those medications are likely going to need to be changed also. Okay. So you need to have a clear line of communication with your physician or your prescribing provider so that you can call them and say, Hey, look, I made these changes and these are what my blood sugars are doing. What do you want me to do with my meds? If you do not do that and you continue to take your meds at their current dose and you change the foods that you've eaten or you're eating, that is the reason those meds were even started you can get yourself very sick, like dangerously sick, like deadly sick. It is dangerous. So I need you to call your doctor or your medical provider right now. (laughs) Okay. It's Sunday. Not right now, but as soon as you're listening to this and let them know, Hey, listen, I'm doing this thing. How do you want me to manage this? How do you want me to manage? When do you want me to start contacting you? What number my blood sugar do you want me to start contacting you? Okay. So If you are on medications for type two diabetes and you are making these lifestyle modifications that I promote in this podcast, please contact your medical provider. Let them know you're doing this. Ask them how they want you to contact them to start to come off your meds. My blood sugar is this. I've seen it this low for this many days. What do you want me to do? Okay. This is certainly what I do in my program. I help women do this. And again, I'm never prescribing. I do not take over medical care in my program. It is a coaching program. I don't take over medical care. So when they come to me and I start seeing low sugars, I'm like, woo, I'd hold that med. And I'd call your doctor tomorrow morning. And I would send them these numbers and let them know, see what they want you to do. Okay. So I keep people safe. I don't take over their medical care though. You still need to have that line of communication. Okay. So be careful if you're making these changes, call your doctor, figure out how they want you to relay this information to them and where to go from there. Okay. Um, Also, before we get started, I want to ask you rate the podcast. If you're finding this information helpful, the more people who rate my podcast and write uh, reviews or evaluations like we're in school reviews on the podcast, That puts the podcast in the algorithm to where it's presented to more people. More people will see this podcast, the more times people rate it and review it. That will get more people the same help that you're appreciating right now, that you're getting right now. So if you find this podcast helpful and the strategies that I teach and the mindset that I teach, please rate the podcast so other people can get that help too. Also, you can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me on Facebook, any upcoming events or seminars or five-day programs that I put on that are coming up will be posted there and promoted there. So follow me there. All right. 
let's start about this whole talk about doing the damn thing. So I've been reading a book. It's wonderful. I love it. It's fire. I'm one hour into a book. If it's your first time on the podcast and you're unaware, I measure all books in time, not pages, because I usually am listening to them on audiobook. So I've been reading this book. I'm not even close to done with it. I'm an hour into it and it's amazing. It's like just fireworks in my brain with um, learning things and how to apply it to my life and to the things I'm trying to create in my life. I have heard that the entire thing is going to be fire like this and that I'm going to love it all as soon as I'm done with it. And if I, you know, agree and like think this is something that I would recommend to folks and that they need to exchange five hours of their life for the information in this, I'll totally let you know what it is, but I want to get finished with it first. So this book is one of the things, at least in the first hour, hour and a half of the book, they talk a lot about self-sabotage and the reason that we do it and what's happening there. So as I'm applying these things that I'm hearing and that I'm um, learning in this book to my own life, I'm realizing where this comes up a lot for me. And of course, that has helped me to kind of work through some of this in my life, right? So I found where a very simple question has really diffused my self-sabotaging excuses. And remember, that's really at the heart of self-sabotage, right? Is these excuses that we give ourselves. So I've given this this ability to ask this question has really given me such clarity for why I'm not doing the damn things that I say I want to be doing. Something that I've told myself over and over, I want to be creating this. I want to be doing this, but then I never do the thing, right? Just do the damn thing. So I'm going to share some examples today where I see this in myself, where I've seen it in my past with others. And then I'm going to share with you where I see this with clients. Okay. And again, it's a simple, am I doing the damn thing? Am I creating the result that I say I want? So the first time, if I think back in my history where I saw this simple question that I will tell you applied was with my running. So many of you are aware that I run. I do love to run. I've always loved to run. I don't know that every day that I run, I'm like, oh my God, I love this. No. And it's freaking 19 degrees out with a Kansas wind. I'll tell you, I do not love that. I do it because I like the results I get from it. So this is one of the places where I have seen others reflect upon me something that's maybe not necessarily true, right? So the story that I hear from people when running comes up, the story that I hear from people is you do it because you love it. I just don't love it. So I could never do it. Or it must be nice. This is probably one of my least favorite. It must be nice to have all that time to be able to do that. I just don't have the time in my life. My schedule doesn't allow me to do it. Or I don't like the way it feels in my body. I hate to feel sweaty. I hate to feel like I'm pushing myself. So I can remember particularly one particular story about someone who once told me I worked with this person and they told me that I was skinny because it was natural. Like you're just naturally skinny is what she said. No matter what you eat, you'd be thin. In fact, I bet you could eat an entire bag of Halloween candy every day and you'd still say, stay thin. And even I was probably 24 when I had this conversation, I was pretty young, but even back then my thought was, and I didn't say this to her. And I kind of think that's unfortunate because I allowed her to believe a story that she was telling herself that was keeping her blocked. But even back then, my thought was, well, you could totally come and discuss this with me when I'm starting mile three of five or morning on my run. And maybe you'd think something different, right? So the time excuses, 
and the how it feels excuses. And then this excuse that it's just something that you can't create, right? Like it's just something that you have that's special to you. You like it. Your genes are different. You just, you just naturally have this ability. Like those stories about the running are really everywhere. These are probably my favorite excuses, right? So for me, what I know again is like tomorrow morning on mile three of five, we can discuss this and see if you still think that that's that I'd just naturally be thin, right? Or, you know, like I ran a marathon when I was in medical school, when I had all the responsibilities of a family, because I had a family in medical school, like I had kids by the end of med school, I had three children by the end of med. I mean, I had a job in medical school. I had all the responsibilities of learning the things of medical school. I did all of those things and I ran a marathon. Okay. I've always ran, no matter like in college with, and I had multiple jobs in college and my son was born when I was still an undergrad, like my oldest boy and all the school load. I like managed all that with infant children and a 10 year old, you know, again, in medical school. And then of course, afterwards, like even in residency, I always ran when I was a single mother, I ran, I managed to get, and it wasn't always running. Sometimes it was a workout at the gym or whatever, but I always managed to get the workout. I right. I've always found time to work out. So I can't understand, like in my brain, it doesn't make sense. Like, what do you mean you don't have time? Many times people believe that I have something that they don't have, right? I have some love for running that they don't have. I have um, some commitment, some motivation that they don't have. And I'm going to offer you like, no, every morning I don't want to run. I do not want to get out of bed, especially on mornings, again, where it's 15 degrees outside and there's a stiff Kansas wind. I'm not enjoying it. I don't do it. I love that experience. There's something more. Okay. It doesn't always feel good. Like hear that. Like my body is 48 years old. I ran five miles yesterday. I'm going to tell you yesterday after that run. And this morning, my body's got some complaining to do about that. Like it doesn't always feel good. So using those as an excuse for why you're not doing it is not relevant. And it's not going to feel good. When people tell me they can't because of some reason, I always understand that I'm an example of those reasons being irrelevant, right? I'm the example. So this is the crux. If you were to look for somebody in your life who's killing it in the area that you're trying to develop or the goal you're trying to get. So for me, I'm an example of somebody who's always exercises, right? It's just something I do. I'm killing it in that area. Lots of areas I'm not killing it in. We'll get to that, but I'm killing it in that area. If you look for an example of people who are creating the result that you want in your life and they're doing it in their life, no matter what they're doing it, then ask yourself what's different about them. You're going to want to offer, like, again, it's time. They have more time. They have more motivation. They have more ability. Their schedule, blah, 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 blah. We give ourselves these blah, blah, blah reasons, right? But then ask yourself, if they were thrown into my life, right? Those people who came to me and said that I could eat a bag of candy all day long and still be thin. That wasn't true because when I did drift off on exercise and the older I got, I did eat a bag of candy all the time. And I saw my weight going up pretty quickly and diabetes set in, right? Totally wasn't true. But when you find somebody that you think is doing it and the excuses that you give yourself about the difference between the two of you, ask yourself, if they were put into my life, living my life, the way my life is, would they find the time? Would they figure it out in the schedule? Would they have the motivation? Did you bet your ass they would? For me, 
I don't care what your story is about the exercise. If I was thrown into your schedule, I know I would give you a thousand dollars. I would bet you a thousand bucks and I hate betting, but I am so sure that there is not a schedule that I would not be able to find some way to have a workout routine. Now, would there maybe have to be some shifts? Yes, absolutely. Would I have to figure some things out? Absolutely. But I would figure it out because that is something that I will always do. It's just how I do it. it. Has nothing to do with the schedule. It doesn't have to do with the motivation. It has nothing to do with any of those. If I lived any life, I would find time to exercise. Okay. When people believe that they aren't creating a result of a solid exercise program because they're believing a story about busyness, about motivation, about time, about how it feels. They're believing that story that they are too something like too uncomfortable during the workout, too overworked, too tired, too busy to do the same thing. That story is keeping them stuck. It's keeping them blocked from the results that they want. And it's a tragedy because it's truly just the story. Okay. So where I see this showing up in as a block in my life, like, right. Like I'm just human too, guys. I got the same brain y'all got. It shows up everywhere for me too. Right. My brain does this. I see it in my business, right? I don't have the time is the biggest one that I see in my business. I want to do things on my website. I want to create more programs. I want to do more things that are like just value that I'm giving out to the world, but I don't have the time to do it. (laughs) Then immediately that's where my brain goes. I don't have the time to create it. I don't have the time to do it. It is everywhere in my business. There are some times that it's, I don't have the skill. Like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do the thing on my website. I need to call somebody to help me do the thing on my website. So my brain immediately gives me all of these things too. The great news is I'm like involved in many different, I mean, I see them on social media and I see them on, in, in the a uh, training program that I went through for coaching. We have a very robust certification program. So after you're certified, you still have all of this help, all of this contact with people. So you watch them, like these people who trained you and taught you, but also you, like other people that you've kind of grown up with and you see what everybody is creating. And we're very open about the money that we earn in that organization. So we see how much money they're creating. These women are nailing it. They are doing the thing. And my brain's like, oh, but they have more information. Like they know how to do that on the website. They have more time. They have more resources. They have something I don't have, blah, 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 blah. My brain immediately gives me the excuses that I use to rationalize the self-sabotaging behaviors of just not doing the damn thing, okay? So when I ask myself the question, if that woman who's killing it in her business was given my business was thrown into my life. Like she's me now. She doesn't know how to do that on her website. She doesn't know how to do all these things. Would she make it? Would she be able to fly my business like a boss? And the answer is hell yes, she would. I have no doubt about it. About it. There was a time where she didn't know how to do it on the website either. There was a time where she didn't have the resources either. There was a time where she had all of those things, the same excuses that I used to not fly the business, my business, the way I want it to do. She was there at one point too. The difference is she didn't let it keep her stuck. She didn't believe the story. The story, whatever the story reason is, that I, that I can't do the damn thing. Okay. 
the story that I give myself about why I can't do it is why I'm stuck, why I get stuck in my business. Okay. So I see this coming up for me, just like I see it for other people. When I see it in my clients. So if this is you, if you are a woman with type two diabetes, I'm talking to you, figure out what your story is. Most of the time, my story, my, the stories I hear from my clients, at least revolve around it's too much. This is a deep phrase. Like this phrase is applied deeply, kind of like my story about time is applied deeply in my life. The story about it being quote unquote too much is applied deeply in my clients' lives. Okay. It's too much to prep food. It's too much to go to the restaurant and eat the way that I need to. It's too much to go out on a girl's night or date night with my significant other. Holidays are too much to do and manage my diabetes. Birthdays are too much to do and manage my diabetes. We say it's too much to all the things. Okay. When we say it's too much, it gives us a license to not do it. Why? Because it's too much. The thing is about this is that it feels really, really shitty. And the reason it feels shitty is because we still expect ourselves to get the result when we tell ourselves it's too much to do it. So if you're nibbling on popcorn in the evening, it's because it's too much that the kids have that bowl of popcorn and I can't have it. It's too much to feel that want. Girls night out. Everybody else is eating or, uh, appetizers, hors d'oeuvres, right? But it's too much to pass up on those. And everybody will look at me and they'll think something about me. On the holidays, it's too much to not have the Christmas cookies. And I don't want to seem ungrateful. Somebody made those for me and I don't want to seem ungrateful. We repeatedly give ourselves a license to not do the thing because of these stories that we give ourselves, that we believe, and it sabotages our efforts. So... Ask yourself the question, who do I know in my life that is totally winning in this area? Who is creating the health, the weight, the A1C, the insulin resistance, the lifestyle that they want? Who is winning at this? I like, and I kind of, I don't know that I like have a lot of horse in the race, whether I'm that person in your life or not, but I definitely like to believe that I'm always an example of this. As far as the health goes, I am creating the insulin resistance, the A1C, the lab markers, the weight, the fasting blood sugar, the managing to create this food in my life, despite time restraints, I am creating that in my life. I am doing that. But if I'm not that example for you, if there's somebody else, look for who they are. If not me, look around who else in your friend group and your family group is killing it as far as their health goes. That's kind of a weird way to say it, but who is nailing their health, who is living the healthy life, the naturally healthy life that they want to live, who is doing it, who's doing the damn thing that you want to be doing. Think of that person. How do they manage these situations? The going out, the birthdays, the holidays, how do they manage the time situation? Your brain is totally going to offer you that something is different about you than them. Your schedule is busier. You have more kids. You have more responsibilities. Your husband's not as understanding. Your job is more just demanding. They're more organized than you are. They do, they're used to doing it. They're better at doing it. They've done it so long. They know how to do it, right? These are excuses that I hear from clients all the time. I don't think of them the way that they probably would hear excuses. Like that would never be the way I would present it. It is a story that they believe that they tell themselves. We have all the reasons, but here is the kicker. Here is what I hope you 
if you were shopping for shoes, come back to me. <laughs> I used to shop for shoes too much in medical school. And I'm like, what did I miss? Right. If you are shopping for shoes, come back to me. Here is the kicker. If you and that human, that other person who's killing it in this area were transposed into each other's life, that woman was living your life with everything that you have going on. Do you truly believe that she would not be able to create the same healthy life that she already had? Do you believe that she would, you know, have the same results that you currently have of high blood sugars and extra weight? Do you believe that she would have that or that she would have the results of a healthy life if your guys' lives were transposed into each other? You can bet your ass that she would not have. That friend would figure it out. That person that you know would figure it out. I would figure it out. There is no alternate lifestyle where I'm going to go into that life and eat foods that make me sick. It's just not going to happen. And other people have that belief too. Okay. We have to stop believing the stories that I'm too busy. I have too many things pulling at me. My husband does it. My kids do it. My job does it. Blah, 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 blah. Right. Stop believing the story. It's the best news ever to realize that it's optional because when it's optional, you can figure it out too. It's so empowering. The husband, the job, the kids, the schedule is not the reason you aren't creating it. it has nothing to do with it because other humans who would have that same exact situation in their life would create the health that they want. And if that is true, then it's a belief issue. The story that this is a valid reason, the husband, the job, the kids, whatever, the schedule, that is, it's a valid reason to not do the damn thing. Thanks again, Walker Hayes. That is the reason that you are not doing it, is that you believe your story is a valid reason to not do it. Okay? And then, of course, you beat yourself up for it because you still expect the result. So, baby girl, stop doing that. Stop beating yourself up. Stop believing the story. Okay. There is time to do all the things you need to do. And there's help to learn what you need to learn. Okay. It's so interesting how this comes down to a belief thing. I talk about it being a belief thing all the time. In coaching, we talk about our thoughts, create our feelings, create our actions. And I roll my eyes when I say it because I'm like, seems too simple. Like, no, we got to move a mountain. Where do I start shoveling? Why can't I break my back? Like, how do I make it hard? It's a belief thing, guys. It always is. It's nothing else. And this is why coaching works. Coaching reprograms your belief. You know the food thing, right? I can tell you what to eat. You and I both know. It doesn't matter. I can tell you not to eat chocolate cake, but you already know that. Your issue is why you continue to eat the chocolate cake, even though it creates results that you are not wanting. And the reason that that happens is because you're believing stories that you tell yourself that create the same damn result over and over that you don't want diabetes and extra weight on your body. This is what has to be fixed and coaching is how. So if you're interested in the coaching program, please send me a message, Delane at Delane MD. You can send questions. You can send comments. You can tell me I'm full of crap. You can set up a consult. All of those things can happen at that one little email, Delane at DelaneMD.com. Send me a message. We'll set up a consult. We'll get you started on the program and you can start figuring out how to reprogram these beliefs that are keeping you stuck and how you can live that naturally healthy life that you're so interested in. All right, I am going to check the comment section and answer those questions or comments. If you're listening to this on a replay and you have a question for me, you can send me an email to lanemd.com. If you're watching on YouTube on the replay, 
you can put a message in that comment section and I will answer it. So if you ever have questions, I'm here to help. Let me know if you're interested in putting this diabetes thing behind you and figuring out how to start living a naturally healthy life. Let me know. We'll get you set up for a consult. I will talk to you next week.